I'm Leonard Nimoy. Join me for In Search of... An Artemis! I don't see anything. Okay. We're on. <laughs> Welcome to In Search Argument. <laughs> I'm Beth Shannon. I am in Silver Spring, Maryland, and joining me with video this week, something new for us, is Jim Gentilly, also in Silver Spring. John Heinz, who is in an undisclosed location with roof damage, um, but he appears to be okay. <laughs> Attic. Peggy Bennett, attic. who yes. is in the great state of Chicago. Michigan. And hello, Peggy. Hello. And last but and not who's least. Who's not on video, ladies and gentlemen. Who's, yes, Peggy is not on video. Is Shelly, who is in Indianapolis. Did I get that right? Good. Okay. I, all right. This so is great. a couple yeah, episodes yeah. ago, we talked about, we did our recommendations at the end, like we always do. And my recommendation was go outside. So we're picking up on that. But before Jim sends me a note, I do have to do top of mind first before we dive into today's mm. topic. So uh, I, I'm idea. curious to see if we all have a similar top of I mind. I sound like such a fun person. <laughs> um, but Jim. Okay. I, I, this I don't is know. Actually, What's our top of mind? No, I will let. Peggy go first, because Jim sometimes sucks all the oxygen out of top of mind, so I'm going to save him for a little while. Oh, Peggy, I, I want to talk more first? about Jamie Tarsus this week. But that's <laughs> sure, I'll go first, and I don't think that I'm going to have a similar one to anybody. I've been thinking late a lot today about um, having a mortgage versus paying off your house. And how the interest rates are so low for home ownership right now, and um, the market's doing so well that everything I read is all about, yeah, you should refinance, and even though you're 50, get another 30-year mortgage and put that money that you save in the market. So that's what's on the top of my mind. Uh, I have friends who just employed that strategy, so... Uh, they, mm. they highly recommend going that route, hmm. and they're redoing a bathroom now. <laughs> well, I don't think... GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, not I sure that that's a good idea, John. Peggy's going to toss it, nothing to do only with their to mortgage. become a day trader. <laughs> By GameStop. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Shelly, exactly. what's on top of your mind? It's great. Not a good idea, <laughs> but that's great. Uh, so what's on top of my mind was somewhat similar to Peg. What? Um, uh, slightly. So we are all going to talk about mortgages. That's genre. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine with my 15-year mortgage that I just refinanced eight months ago. So you just um, refinanced eight I, months ago. Um, wow, everybody's refinancing. Uh -huh. Right when things went down. Um, in the beginning. That just goes so to show you're I, eight months um, smarter than Peggy, but that's another story. No, except she went 15, <laughs> but whatever. Let's let Shelly talk. I, I want it shorter and be done with it. Um, I, um, I used to work at the University of Chicago, and unbeknownst to me, there was a pension that I 
left there that Peggy alerted me to that I probably have some funds coming my way. And Peggy, you know, highlighted, hey, this is Money. these are the steps. This is who you need to call, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so have been doing that for months and months and months. Uh, and then finally I keep chasing, keep chasing <laughs> them down. And finally somebody says, oh, we only do that at the end of the month. You'll only get your check at the end of the month, maybe the first of the month. And I'm like, <laughs> what month? Uh, so I'm just over the top tired of incompetent people. And University of Chicago is like number one on my list. Lots yes. of hands flying. Okay, Penny so Sue, you were first. So just can I say that the video, at least my... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. We were raising our hands. Oh, I'm Peggy sorry. raised her hand we first. Hands. Okay, fine. I oh. apologize. Well, right. we don't have to. I just think I just okay, think if we I do, it's like that's Trump why card. I wasn't paying attention. I apologize. Peg, proceed. Is she there? Peggy? Oh boy. Now she's she silent. No, she's she Oh, here she is. Oh, 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 Jim. Jim, Ouch. didn't you Yeah, accidentally, sorry. Did you didn't yourself? you hear I have a new computer. <laughs> um, didn't you hear Shelly call on me, Jim? Uh, well, I was. <laughs> All right. I might have been did, she did after I'd already said something. But. Um, oh, it must be I the delay. So anyway, what I was going to say is feed. that. Go ahead. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my go ahead. God. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> is that delay, uh, you feel like it's been months and months and months, but it's really probably only been like six weeks. And it took me at least three to four months to get my money. But they never. Shelly is, Shelly is definitely, right I can imagine Shelly being not. <laughs> As in, she's just walking off. She's going to podcast. check the exact date. No, she is. The door. No, the FedEx guy's coming. Check. She's like, okay. Who else was going to say? say on, my, on my feed, the video is out of phase yeah. with the audio. I don't know whether that's. Yeah, the uh, video isn't. I think the video is meant to be token. But I will say that the video, from what I've been told, is recording okay. at very high quality. So even though it's just like the audio may not sound good when we're talking to each other, the video okay. might not look but good, but the recording is going to that the butt. video is out so of phase with the audio. know that you're going to be good. To me, so. Okay. True. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You that was really all I wanted to say. It had nothing so to do I with spoke to content. somebody. <laughs> Sorry. So point of clarification. <laughs> I spoke to somebody um, August 15th, 20, September 23rd, nice. November 11th, 12 3, 12 3 again, She's 2 8. Up. I love it. And you got your legal case. <laughs> okay, fine. I stand corrected. So, so would you like to withdraw your objection, oh Miss Bennett? I withdraw. Well, I, I withdraw. It, <laughs> no more questions. Shelly, why why aren't you Your a Honor. lawyer, man? You should be a lawyer. You're yeah, totally. She's, she's I love it. I love it. Keeping the records. <laughs> I love it. So, John, what's top wow. of your mind? That's great. That's fantastic. So you feel like it's only six weeks. Uh, I've been. Yeah, that's no. It's I trust Peggy. I trust Shelly. Um, I have been thinking about um. Uh, Facebook and uh, the new Australian. I, I talked to Richard Tobin. I've heard about the new Australian law where they're basically, for those of you who haven't heard, they passed a law that anytime 
I guess Google or Facebook or anybody else, any other tech company, when you repost an article from a newspaper or a like a publisher or something, a, an author, you have to pay them. So long story short, Facebook overnight turned off the ability to post articles from like the New York Times or from the anything. And um, and of course, you know, it's it, it makes right. it obvious <laughs> Facebook can do this shit. Like they can do it fast when they want to. They can just they can just turn it off overnight. They just turn it off. Uh, so they don't have to pay a dime to anybody. And uh, and of course, all the other all of the other uh, the European Union and a bunch of other uh, a bunch of Britain, since that's not part of the European Union uh, and a bunch of other countries are like issuing their support for Australia to be strong for the Scott Morrison government to be strong against them. So it's kind of interesting. I'm not sure that this is the model that I'd pick if I were king of the world and could regulate them, but I think it's an interesting thing they're doing. And I, we probably are going to have that. There's a simple way because it's a big deal. I mean, imagine Facebook where your feed has no articles. I don't go to Facebook to read articles because I know where to find articles myself. Secondly, there's a simple way that Facebook could do this is they could make deals with the major news organizations to allow yeah. people to repost. They could say, we make a deal yeah. with the New Yorker. Yeah. We make yeah, a deal with the Washington Post. We make a deal yeah, with course. the New York Times. We make a deal with the Times of London or whoever. They could make those deals. Right. And news right. organizations would make deals with Facebook on that right. basis. The principle is co- the correct one. Oh, yeah. Of the, course they It's would. another example of, of Facebook getting free content. Well, I'm not sure it's the right one. Without paying. But Jim, but Jim, yeah, no, it's true. Well, is it content or is it just posting? But they they do. But remember, forty percent of people get their news from Facebook. I got that. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, well, I would say there. We talked about Burma the last time we were on the podcast. I'm getting a lot of my news about Burma from my friends posting things from Asian press sources, which I'm not going to spend a half an hour day Googling all that stuff. They're basically curating it for me. And that's, you know, I'm not clicking on the whack job who had the guns in the background (laughs) and using that as my news feed. But these are my friends who are on the ground in Burma doing the work. I'm like, oh, if they're saying watch this video or read this article, it talks about Aung San Suu Kyi, I'm going to trust them. So I do get news from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to push back on Jim. Yeah. No, I mean most people snobbery. do. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, that's <laughs> I understand. Yeah. No, Jim's oversimplified. Jim has an oversimple answer to this, but it's okay. I, I, I generally a, agree with the regulatory idea, but Jim's answers are oversimple. Facebook wants to make deals with news sources. They can. Right. They just don't want to share the money. So, Jim, what's top of your mind now that we've all piled on you? So, just another Manic Monday doing the walk of life. I was listening. I just finished listening to the Big 40 countdown from February 22nd, 1986, 35 years ago. Particularly enjoyable one. The first ever appearance. Uh, 86. First the cars. ever appearance by uh, the Bengals. The last uh, recording that James Brown, the godfather of soul, ever had in the top 40. Uh, Indiana's own John Mellencamp was R-O-C-K in the USA that week. And it was topped off by the second of seven consecutive number one records by the great Whitney Houston. So it was a great countdown. That's what's on the top of my mind. Oh, oh, she died too young. Oh, it's tragic. It's the the voice. What a loss. 
great scene. All right. That's, that's I. It? So my top of mind is the fact that we're at the half million mark of deaths from COVID, which I thought everyone would be thinking about. So, um, oh God. No, I am. You're just, right. Yeah. <laughs> it changed mine. I am that's thinking about that, Beth. But the reason I didn't bring it up is because two weeks we're going to re- be recording our next episode, which is going to be the one year because it was on March 18th of last year that we recorded our first COVID episode when we were still under our old name. So it's going to be about exactly a year when the next episode wow. comes out. So I think that's our COVID anniversary episode. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Depressing. It's but bad, the news but it's terrible is and it's generally on the, on the, Going and trending in the right direction these days, so that's good too. But five hundred thousand deaths is terrible. Yeah, obviously there's no way to make that not terrible, and not to mention how many people throughout the world have died. But um, but uh, I do think that there's more than a little light at the end of the tunnel. I agree, and we'll talk about it all in two weeks. Okay, um, so we are going to talk about. The Great Outdoors. Um, Jim will probably modify the title of this when he does the show notes to say that the outdoors is not so great. Um, Four out of the five of us, uh, I believe, enjoy enjoy the outdoors. Step outdoors. Try to get outside (laughs) often as a goal. Like, let me just go outside. And Jim is in the minority on this. so I definitely, I have some questions for Jim and the others, but I will just say, you know, since we chose this topic, it, this past week we've had crazy weather here. We've had ice storms and rain and snow and a random 50 degree day, and then it starts all over again. Um, but I did go out every single day, and there's this beautiful southern magnolia tree two doors up from my house. And it sort of canopies over the sidewalk. And no matter what time of year or what the weather's doing, it's like the tree always speaks to you. Like the ice tingling on it. The rain sort of softly falling around it because it's so thick. You're undercover when you're walking under it. Watching the blooms and the cones change through the year and then blow down the street. And so... It seems like every single day, no matter what the weather's doing, this tree is just sort of sending a hello to me. And that sort of was summing up, like, no matter, even in our crazy ice storm this week, I still managed to get outside and take some pictures. And um, I can certainly send those to you, John, if you want to put them on our website. Um, (laughs) That that is quite a description. That was amazing. I was. was. I felt like crying. Tears of joy, I hope, and the urge to go outside. Okay. Beauty. Um, Yes. Yeah. And that you went out even despite the weather. I was pretty nostalgic about the weather. I would not be going out because of the weather. But I shovel. But DC doesn't get that bad normally. This has been a Um, wildly cold time for you guys. It just. And that part of it for me was that my mom always made my sister and I go outside. She always said, you need fresh air. Like, we grew up thinking, like, some kids take vitamins. We thought, like, fresh air was a thing that all kids needed. And she sent us out no matter 
Well, well, I know they that, do. You know, but like as a little kid, we thought it was like, have your glass of milk, have your fresh air. Um, <laughs> okay. So no matter what the Got weather it. was, we had our rain boots so we could stomp around in the rain. We, there's pictures of us sitting in snowsuits outside in snow in like a playpen they had outside for us. Um, so we just always went outside. So it just like I was raised that way. So my question for Jim um, is, did, was this anything that was featured when you were growing up? And then what did you do with <laughs> featured <laughs> with boys? I mean, clearly you and Anne must have taken them to playgrounds and brought them outside occasionally. We did. We did. You put it a lot nicer than I would have. I would have been like, what's wrong with you that you don't like the outdoors? What happened to you? Um, what is wrong with me is... We don't have enough so time. Longer podcast schedule. time. Um, it's it's a it's a whole it's a <laughs> mini series on Netflix, really. Um, y- when I was a kid, my younger brother and I used What's to wrong with me? play typically either like football or baseball in the backyard, which is the main outdoor thing. But we Rose did not. Bud. We were not particularly big on going outside for the sake of going outside. And I mean, I never learned how to ride a. Did bike you have a sled named Rosebud? Like so. Uh, what? Okay. You never learned how to ride a you bike. You don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> no, what? No, the other great. <laughs> it's like riding a bike. Exactly. I don't understand that phrase at all. <laughs> that Jim never learned was how to swim. I, oh no, I don't my! Know Although yeah. it can be an indoor. <laughs> Where were you raised? What in the I city? I actually had the opportunity. Were you raised in this to learn how to swim, and I refused to cooperate with it when I was like nine or ten or something. Um, there was a, oh a day camp I went to, which I mostly hated because it did Bob being outdoors most of the time. <laughs> and y- you were supposed to learn how to swim. And I refused and eventually just made my parents write them saying I wasn't going to swim. Wow. <laughs> what, so how, how did you know you didn't like the outdoors? I mean, it's not that I didn't like the outdoors. It's just at that age, I didn't really know. I mean, I just... You know, there's a lot of things to do indoors, like reading or watching television and stuff like that. So, listening to music. There's lots of things to do indoors, like watching television. There's two things. There's a third one. Eating. There's eating, reading, and watching television. watching television, listening to music were more important. (laughs) But that's it. I mean, we played outside some. Like I said, we used to play outside in the backyard. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't like the highlight of my day or anything. <laughs> I mean, I always would have. Did I don't d- think uh, I ever was a time when I really regretted. Did your siblings it. swim and bike? Uh, I think they definitely rode bikes and swim. Yeah. Um, I think maybe my parents just were exhausted because we were the fourth and fifth. I don't know. Mike might. My younger brother might have learned how to ride a bike, and I think he did learn how to swim. Um, so where did where did you grow up? Just around here in Wheaton, which is the next like little area over from Silver Spring. Um, but so is there uh, na- there's nature yes, there. There's parks and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, we lived across <laughs> the street. There you go. From okay. This like wooded area, which which is uh, which is uh, yeah, we used to walk through that on the way to the shopping center all the time. Nowadays, of course, you would never let like ten year old kids walk through a wooded area <laughs> unsupervised to a shopping center, but uh, we did. Nope. Uh, all the time. Yeah. Nope. But it was a different world. 
Oh, this is and that is part of the great shopping outdoors. Mall. It's an, an old shopping school mall. shopping mall. Well, it was outdoors oh, in those in days, <laughs> Beth. Oh, was Beth, it? Okay. That was before your time. Oh, it's time. an old. It it's was the Galleria. an outdoor shopping okay. mall. Okay. But we would, <laughs> the main reason we would go there would be to go to the movies. So that's an indoor part of the outdoor shopping mall. <laughs> So, Jim, but do the course. boys know how but to ride course. bikes and course. swim? What can I tell you? Uh, they all know how to ride bikes. And uh, they, John, I would say, of the three, is the most of an indoor person. Michael's pretty indoors, but not as much as me. And William is fairly, le- probably the most outdoors of the three, I'd say. But they're all... They all know how to ride bikes, and they all know how to swim. So, okay, that's good. Is I'm, that I'm not uh, advocating, but they all do very well in people like. People should not learn how to ride bikes or swim. I'm just just giving you facts, not advocating for that <laughs> position. But yes, Wait, Jim, you're always giving facts and not advocating. Same. All of my. What was your ex-wife like? Did she bikes. like nature? Um. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever I'm go not, on a picnic? I'm not a su- with your, with your love, and woo her um, by a gazebo in a gazebo. I don't think so. <laughs> you are sixteen, going on. I don't think so. I don't remember. No gazebos. So. It's possible I've forgotten, but <laughs> okay, good. Not for me either. I kind of. It's not too late. I want a gazebo in my life. <laughs> so. Uh, One of the things Jim and I have talked about uh, numerous times is, you know, I had a work trip out to Phoenix. So I rented a car, took a couple of vacation days and went to the Grand Canyon because I had never seen it. Jim will take a road trip to Cleveland to take his kids to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He'll go to New York to see seven Broadway plays. He doesn't that I know of do a lot of outdoor activities. Even when he did debate stuff, he would, you know, let's go see the Mall of America, where I'm sure there's lovely outdoor features you could go see out there. He took the kids to the Mall of America. So, Well, I'm to be <laughs> fair, in when we used to go to Minnesota, let me just clarify, when we used to go to Minnesota for debate trips for reasons best known only to the debate gods, the Minnesota tournament was in the middle of December. So the the mm. I I don't know why uh, that was the schedule, but it was a terrible time to go outdoors in Minnesota. Cheap. In my I did visit Minnesota with well, John not, not and Will theme. during the summer. It was beautiful, and not only did we go to the Mall of America, by yes, way, which the children wanted to go to, that was their choice for the vacation. We also spent a day at the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> okay, so that was outdoors. Whoa, <laughs> that's Lovely. outdoors. It's Which is outdoors? Unless you go in a State barn to look at a nature outdoors. cow. Well, I mean, we, we may have been at, in, had some barn time in there, but yes. Yeah. It's, it's a primary, I consider that yeah. a primarily building outdoor. Building to building. So. Sure. In Jim's defense, he came to my wedding, which was outdoors. He complained the entire time, but he did come to my wedding, which was outdoors. In in like the great outdoors I mean, by all by was, most standards, it, it was, was well out, away out, out, from any place I consider to be civilized, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure between Chicago and Los Angeles there is really any civilization to speak of. But 
this was between those two. So, yeah. oh. oh boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. There's yeah. plenty so, of civilization wow. between those two places. Yeah. I've been to some lovely places. Between those <laughs> yeah, I know. Places, but, um, so Shelley, this was this was not in Seattle. This yes. was in Flyover. I still Jim. get it's flyover. emails from Icicle Village, whatever that place was that we stayed at. <laughs> Icicle yep. Village. So Shelley, tell me what the outdoors know. means to you. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Heavy. These are heavy what questions. What does it mean to me? Uh, so I guess different outdoor settings mean different things. So I, when my, during the spring, summer, and fall, little into winter, my outdoor oasis is when I go uh, and volunteer at the therapeutic riding stable. So it's all outdoors and oh, you're with the animals and it's a so beautiful, nice. huge uh, former racing estate so there's uh, lots of black fences and pastures and everything so it's absolutely gorgeous so that's my one of my favorites but the this last uh, early on in COVID I discovered some new hiking paths that um, are along the canal and go behind some cool houses and by Butler um, so you know my definition I don't know anything outside <laughs> Um, I like to, I, I go outside frequently on my breaks with, with work and weed my garden on a, and sometimes I'm on a conference call weeding my garden or weeding my yard. So I try to get but out. But you don't go get your mail? I wait, I, I wait for my mail to accumulate a couple of days usually before I get it. <laughs> yes, that was a soft spot. Uh, Peggy mailed me something and I didn't get it right away. And Peggy, what about you? Well, I feel like I'm lucky in that I'm the perfect mix of a lover of the indoors and a lover of the outdoors. You are the perfect <laughs> mix of something, Peg. I I absolutely love this frigid, freezing cold weather. I love the crazy snow. I loved that crazy polar vortex. I mean, unless, except for what it means about our environment, but put that aside so I have no problem staying inside or bundling up and going outside um but then I also In love going on a, going on hikes going on walks going on bike rides I kind of like to ski I you know I just I love to swim I love to water ski Kinda. and I it. feel really re refreshed about being outside and I love to garden, and I love um, my, tending my flowers, but I also just love having a reason to s look at it through the window and not go anywhere. So I love a good rainstorm. So I don't know. I don't know what it means to me, but I just like the variety of living in the Midwest. I'm definitely a Four Seasons kind of person. Um, can't imagine. Oh. I can't imagine. Or like. Hilton. My brother who lives in Phoenix who can't come back here in the winter. I can't imagine feeling like that. Um, though I do hate I, what he, I don't think I would ever like living in the summer at 110 degrees or 115 degrees for consecutive days. No thanks. So, but it's weird because I live in a house where 
before I moved in here, I don't think the windows ever got opened and it was either heat or air conditioning or nothing. And I'm, I like the fresh air. So, um, I don't know if that, when you say, what does it mean to me? It drives me crazy. I can't wait to pop open these windows. I love to sleep with the windows open when it's chilly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but no, I, (laughs) (laughs) you like it all. You have the, you're the perfect balance is what you're saying. No, and I, I like perfect that balance of indoor outdoor. I, I have, heard you. Um, my living room's flooded with sunlight, and sometimes just sitting there and looking out at the bushes uh. and the trees and hearing the birds is close enough for. I'm like, okay, that's good. My last house had a screen porch, and I loved sitting there because it was outdoor adjacent. So if it was a day that I was not quite feeling up to going for a hike or something or just taking the dog for a short walk. I just still felt like I was out in nature because it was kind of perched up a level and amongst the trees. So, and I did. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Outdoor adjacent. That's, that's a great And I'm like you, as soon as I can open the windows, I have every window open and I would love to sleep with cool air coming into the bedroom under a ton of comforters and blankets and yeah so and they even sitting at we have a um, family beach house and there's this beautiful front room that used to be a porch and you know just sitting there with during a rainstorm you just again you feel like you're part of it but you're dry inside and safe and you can go get another glass of wine if you want to mm-hmm mm-hmm John I have nothing to add. I agree with Peggy. That you are the perfect balance, John. Is that honestly, everything you, you guys said? No, I just like the balance. I like. I love all things outdoors. I love all things indoors. I just am having. I'm just having. I like fun things. But I mean, if when I think of the great outdoors, I think of skiing. But the, I think the more interesting um, piece that I can add to this conversation, this part of outdoors, yeah. maybe. Because the great outdoors almost sounds cliche to me, you know, right? The great outdoors. But it's like, for me, it's like outdoors means like being outside. And I, the two things that really, I feel like I are distinct in my value system, or I don't know, I've really grown to value. I love, and we've discussed this a million times, I like European cities because I like places where you can walk and bike and, and, and have a street life where there's street life. And that's one thing that I've really kind of, I consider that in some ways, the outdoors i mean it's not like going skiing on a mountainside or you know mountain or hiking and you know the cascades but it's uh it's it's nice being outside but uh the other thing is you know living in china especially in shanghai uh where you cannot open it's it's hot and you could easily temperature wise you could easily open the windows and have a nice breeze coming through all night all the time but you would never do it because the air quality is so bad that you'd have to wear a mask uh, or you'd be breathing in, you know, PM 2.5, 2.5 micron and smaller particulate matter that's likely going to give you a heart attack uh, at a young age. You'd be breathing it in all the time. And those two years that I spent in China, in Shanghai, I mean, I, you know, I like something. That's about horrible. China. That, that would be horrible. Yeah. Was, 
horrible. You could never open the windows. You just never could. And on the rare day where the you know the the air quality index would drop below a hundred or eighty, I mean, you know, and for those of you who don't pay attention to the air quality index in China, you always do. In you know, in most U.S. and European cities, it rarely gets above ten, twenty. You know, never. And in China, it was r- rarely under a hundred. On those days when it drops down low, you just, I mean, I didn't want to do anything but be outside. Just like the entire day, all the time, constantly. It was wonderful. And I'll tell you, the other thing is being there, I have grown to appreciate clean air, clean water. Like, man, we you, we are lucky living in a clean environment. We are so lucky. I mean, lucky. And maybe we've worked at it or earned it. I don't know. I find it hard to believe we've earned it. But uh, maybe we should have earned it. But it is it is lovely. It's yeah, that would, be, that would be John, horrible. So John came to the mind. precipice of saying something good about the United States there for a second. But he pulled back just at the brink. <laughs> pulled I back like just uni- at the brink. I like there. the United States. It's about some things. <laughs> Name five. <laughs> no, I think oh, you, you make an excellent point. Because I remember that in India, how Jim Gentilly was and got a respiratory infection that lasted the entire time I was in India because the air quality and we were stupid and we we're like, oh, let's walk around and see stuff, not thinking yeah. about breathing in all that horrible air. So I, I definitely have a new appreciation for the fact that I can open my windows and not worry about it, and drink the water out of the tap and those sorts of things. Yeah. So what about Ren? Yeah. yeah, it's huge. And in Chicago, we can't drink our water out of this app, by the way. I mean, in Chicago, we're, you know, in many parts of Chicago, they did a free testing thing. You could test your, get your water tested. And everybody oh I know who got tested has unacceptable mm. amounts of lead in their water. <laughs> so right. it's it's like the, all that stuff that we heard about in Flint, it's all over. It's just most people just aren't paying attention to it. It's everywhere. Everybody has old pipes. <laughs> I mean, they built the pipes the same way 100 years ago or in 80 years ago. In point of fact. So... Um, yeah, count, to, but but to you know, whatever, count your blessings. Particular thing, John. One of the things, one of the infrastructure problems with the United States that is underreported is that not just the roads and bridges, but the sewer and water pipes in the United <laughs> States need a vast replacement oh, sure. uh, project. And of course, because you don't see them. People, the people don't feel the urgency as much as they right. do for the bridges and roads, <laughs> but. Well, yeah, who wants to talk there's about There's going to be a big infrastructure bill, and hopefully it will include money to tackle that problem in a serious mm-hmm. way. Pete so Buttigieg, go for it. Do you bring Ren outside every the day? The transportation part. I try to. Uh, I'll admit this winter's been the last yeah. – the, the last – the, the pandemic, you know, combined with winter, it's been much less. When la- He was born in January, so he turned one this last January. But last, you know, for the first all summer and through his li- the beginning of his life, when he was younger, eight, five months, four months, I took him out every day for sure. A yeah, couple, you I mean, used to Marco Polo all the time hour, while you were walking with him outside. All the time. Yeah, it was my only. Well, the other nice thing about going outside, guys, when you're at home all the time for a pandemic is you can talk freely. And if you're like me and speak loudly, I just I mean, like all house hears me talking when I'm talking. So it's nice to go outside because then they don't hear me. So I and Ren's sleeping. So I also don't have to like deal with him so I can like talk. So I did that a lot this winter. I haven't been doing it as much. I've taken him sledding. Uh, 
you know, Target's got their act together on a couple things. They sell this little sled for 12 bucks. You can't beat it. it you can sl- stick the kid in it and pull him around. And I've been pulling them all over the neighborhood and getting to know And if you're listening, Target, you should <laughs> add a little bit of an on Inuit our baby. John will do the commercials for you. Oh, yeah, sure. No, I'll prostitute myself so on that sledding. in a millisecond. Yeah, and I think everybody <laughs> no should give themselves a pass, though, for the winter, right? I mean, I, I I, don't. I used to walk these dogs no matter what. And now that they're older and I'm older, I'm not as um, eager to just suit up and go out there. Some days I just force myself. But there are days there's no walking. And I think that's okay. No, I totally agree with you. And especially my backyard's a sheet of ice. The good thing is, Peg, you've got a... Yeah. And Peg, your dogs are good to run around in your backyard, so at least they get some level of exercise. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, no. They just are so frozen. No, no, they go out there and act like fools. And they, you know, they don't always want to be out there as long as they used to either. We'll put a video up of them. Oh, there'll like just be endless footage. So I'm already thinking <laughs> about when we all go to Paris <laughs> and do our podcast from Paris, all the oh. parks I want to bring Jim to. Oh, boy. I'm more than happy to yes. walk around in Paris. Well, I mean, we'll obviously go to Roland Garros, and Jim would love that. And I have walked around in Paris. I walked around when okay. I was there. But, I mean, I definitely yeah, prefer, if I'm going to yeah. be outside, to be outside in a city than in the country because, yeah, I don't really know what to do in the country. In the city, I, I walk around New York City <laughs> and places like that all the time. So, you know, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> don't know. Shelly, maybe we should. I don't, where to, I don't, don't really know where to see the point of the country. country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see the point. Uh, you know, I mean, why Shelley, does it exist? maybe we should do the podcast. I think it's just from, a, you know, a from your parents evolutionary farm. state or yeah. something. I'm sure your parents have a lovely <laughs> farm, and I would love to visit your parents. We're gonna. We should do the they gym. Do. Yeah, during that's what we uh, do. truffle Shall season, we? and Too we can go mushroom hunting. I have access <gasps> to you know cable and all that stuff yes. while I'm there. I I can have some time. I would not there. sell these <laughs> mushrooms as truffles. <laughs> oh, no, not truffles. I'm sorry. Uh, morels. Yeah. Morels. Yeah. Are there pigs involved? <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> truffles. <laughs> wow. Is that big in Indiana? Truffle farming? Is that a big thing in Indiana? Truffle farming? Not truffle, but but mushroom hunting, as it's called. Yeah. Is uh, very big in Indiana. I had the I pleasure wait. of doing it once. I can't <laughs> wait to hear you guys tell me about the mushroom hunting. And then we. No. no then you we took them back them and they were full of slugs. <laughs> yeah. You have to put them in salt and get the slugs out. And, and then we ate them. And I was uh, kind of freaked out. I'm, I'm more than happy uh, to get into the mushrooms in the post slug phase there. Yeah, you'll you'd like them, Jim. You tasted them. For so, sure. Jim, I'm sure I would. I'm not sure I would enjoy picking them out of the ground. But it's but they have butter and salt. Yeah, it's Do like they a come buttered and salted in the ground <laughs> because. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sure they're great, and it, I would uh, love to would, see your. No, parents. they would come to you that way, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they would love it. We could do that. It won't be at the scale of Paris, but. <laughs> we could pretend. Well, we we well we could also do we could also do like the beach. We could do a beach podcast episode. We can record on the. So beach. I was gonna yeah, say something else about the outside. Oh, my work! So the air conditioning at my office, pre-COVID, um, 
because I didn't work there all summer. What well, it's just so cold that um, I really get bummed out because I have all these cute summer clothes and you just can't wear them. So, but we would we would need to go outside to thaw out a bit. So a couple times a day, you'd be like, let's go outside. Yeah, and stand and stand in the sun or walk around, do a quick walk, and I hate, um, it. I hate it. That was always a I love that aspect of it, even when it was super hot out. But you also knew you weren't going to be out there very long. Um, so again, I wish there were some in between with the outside, the great outdoors, and the freezing cold AC that we blast. It's the so depressing to be that cold, but yet. If I'm hot at night, don't even talk to me. So I want the cold AC at night. It's a it's a first world problem. So Peg, you're cut, Peg, you're cutting out a little bit, but I I, I got the gist. I was just gonna say when I, I every time I've had a job where there was air conditioning, I it's it's almost like in in Chicago it was almost like you're constantly I guess L A too when I lived in L A. Once you have a job with air conditioning, it's like you your whole life is air conditioning. Like you can't your body. It's like you've been living in a refrigerator, so you're like a refrigerated item. And if you take a refrigerated item and put it out in the heat, it sweats and gets weird really fast. And it's I I always hated that. I I, I love just being able to you know wear a pair of shorts and nothing in the summer and like lay and sweat and you you stop sweating after a while if you get if you turn off the air conditioning. But but if you have to go in for work, you're doomed. I think I think it makes you more tolerant to temperature changes in general if you don't like oh it's hot got to put the air conditioning on like you push through it um, more I I, I find that uh, being in a freezing environment is not fun anymore. Okay, Jim has a different opinion. Jim disagrees. <laughs> I would be happy if I could spend the rest of my life in seventy degrees without variation, ever. Well, you should. We've said this a million times, Jim. You got to move to LA. You belong well, in Southern you know, California. I love LA, as you know. So, but you know, it's probably not going to happen. But yes, I love LA. But you know, we'll see. We're working on getting a new client that's based in LA. So maybe there's some trips in there. But but Southern California. But if you were there, Jim, you would be in the outdoors. <laughs> I'd be in my car. Seventy and sunny is outdoor driving weather. from one the place to another. <laughs> so I guess that from involves one building being in the to outdoors. another. With the air conditioning yeah. on, of course. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd be going to the movies in L.A. and going out to eat in L.A. and uh, going to museums in L.A. and going to see people yeah. in L.A. No, all those all those city things so, are awesome. But, I agree. You know, I agree. Uh, I agree. To I love me, those city my idea of being outdoors is driving down the road outdoors. but <laughs> In a convertible. And, I mean, you know, a convertible every once in a while <laughs> is cool. But, you know, that's fine. I could, yeah. I could do that. The weather's okay. Well, the great outdoors, I mean, you know, I grew up with this brother who is just to this day just petrified of bees. <laughs> oh, and I don't it like just bees. still makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, really, and I don't like dogs except like severely with Beth. Just... I've had to get used to dogs, but I don't really like dogs either. So, you know, dogs. And I, I love so. bees. I love bees. I'm like that guy. What's that guy, you Grizzly Man? Bees. Remember that movie? And he's like, oh, look at that bumblebee. <laughs> um, yeah. Bees, exactly. like, bees like save the planet. Yeah. They pollinate. And They're all, like the good guys. 
You have to love bees. It's and like a requirement. I, love birds. I have a Go ahead. Sorry, Shelly. I was just going to say to your bee story, when I was in high school, I brought a friend out to my family farm, and that's when we had animals, so there was a lot more manure around. And When you were in bee no, school? She that's walked funny, into the barn and got stung instantly three times by bees. Ooh. Thanks, Jim. Three. Three spots. Bee. And then she started running, Ooh. so then they're going after her. Ooh. So that would be... So sh I don't know if she still doesn't like bees, but that's someone who could reasonably have a rational fear of bees because she was literally attacked when she walked into the barn. I've been stung did you by do coder bees. Did have that? Fun. Wait, was it a, was it no, a beehive or was know. it a... She had some kind of perfume on. <laughs> honey. You doused her in honey. I had, I had walked in... Yeah, honey. yeah, exactly. She was well, wearing honey. I walked in right ahead of her. And they oh, the honey! Me and they got her. Mm. She could went after the fresh meat, right with Shelley. Her. What can I say? Those bees are just exactly. <coughs> so does Jay have that? I just finished. A, ahead, I just John. finished. Yeah, I just finished a. Uh, no, I just finished a uh, a book that I I'm never going to refer to again. But my husband's been asking me to read it forever. Bought it to me ages ago. It's like total. It's a total like utopian novel about a world it's basically about san francisco where it's like but it's like an idealized san francisco in the future 50 years or 60 years and it's i mean it's un, it's a complete hippie idealistic thing but one of the things is that they they have this like superpower where they can like harmonize with the bees and get the bees mm -hmm. to like cure everything <laughs> And it's like, I'm like, yeah, this it just takes all the, like, the hippie tropes and just <laughs> amplifies them into the future and makes them into these superhero things. It's, it was, it was goofy, but it was kind of, oh, I think, I think it was written by, the author's mm. name was Starhawk, mm -hmm. to give you some idea. This book sounds like we, it's a must read. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, there's a lot of gay sex, so that counts for something. You buried Not a lot of books in that. It's true. Um, to shy away. So, Jim, what was the thing that happened? I think it was this week something <laughs> happened, and you your immediate response was, that's another reason not to go outside. I'm trying to remember oh, yeah. what it was. You did. What was that? Well, <laughs> that's true. It's pretty much what he said. on our stream of uh, oh, when emails. I was when I was shoveling or something? No. Well, it may have been the, te no. the Texas stuff was one of the things. But, um, no, something, I think it was actually a... Uh, I think it was something you sent, Peg. Something, a story or something you sent. In our little Another text. reason yeah. not to go outside, you wrote. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe it was had to do with Betsy DeVos and oh, the, the heated, heated sidewalks. Seat, the heated um, <laughs> sidewalks and the nice bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, man, Eric Prince, what a weirdo. <laughs> I couldn't open that article. <laughs> I just. I took a deep dive in it. It was a New York Times a, article. It wouldn't open. He's a deep. No, you didn't. It was just the back. It was just the back story. You probably heard a million places. Yeah, he's like trying to sell arms to Libya, yeah. and I mean to make money, I guess, and Trump supported uh. him or something. But it's, I mean, it's, but it is like weird. I mean, he's he's a weirdo. <laughs> he's way out there. Wow. I yeah. I don't get it. If you're a billionaire, why would you be a mercenary? And sell arms and run the risk of like having the international criminal court or other countries. Because you're Russia bored, you, you know it. it. Why would you do that? Rich you people need. For money. I guess. I mean, God, bored. you're bored. Go like. They need more. Have fun. They Get need up, to be able to go fishing. The system and yeah. make more money and. 
Whatever. I, I don't know. Go fishing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Peg, you said you were going to, you, you know, you, I'm surprised did. you didn't mention skiing because you mentioned in an earlier episode that you were going to ski. No, I know, but have yet. you, you know gone skiing this winter? Just, that's funny because on Sunday I was walking the dogs and uh, these two kids came out of this house that's a rental and they were loading up their car with all their ski equipment. I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, I was going to go skiing. So <laughs> it's not too late, <laughs> clearly. So maybe I'll go. It's only 20 minutes from my house. Prime time. February, February, Mar- February, March is prime yeah. time. It's supposed to warm up here. It's supposed to get into, I, we haven't had what Beth was talking about. We haven't had the fifties. We've been pretty steadily cold, but it said by Saturday we should be at 45. So it's definitely warming up already. Yeah. And then all that snow is going to turn. Icky, yep. Icky. And it's going to be a poop fest in my backyard, <laughs> man. Well, what do you guys not like? Oh, you don't. Cl- you don't. Not all winter. Peg. <laughs> I do all really? summer. Oh, gross! It's a toilet. Gross! Well, you I don't think go that's out so there gross. like the moment they poop at ten at night when it's negative two hours. Why not? You wait, and then and then in the morning I do it at night. Put them on a leash. I would go in the next out the next morning when I was watching dogs. Well, then it snows. And then it's covered. <laughs> okay, Peg. Let me ask a so. more salient question. How often do you clean <laughs> the bathrooms in your house? <laughs> a lot more frequently. <coughs> okay. Right, I know there are. Gross. <laughs> I'm not rolling well, around in your backyard every anymore. Time, every day. John, do you frequently go rolling around <laughs> in Peg's backyard? Because <laughs> I've oh. been in Peg's now backyard. I've been in Peg's I might house, have sat on I the grass. In the backyard. Well, it's outside. Oh, I don't think you did either. She has a great backyard. Yeah, I don't even remember seeing it. It's a it. fabulous backyard. Yes. It is oh, outside. That's another, I did go outside that's to find a bookstore, <laughs> and I did go outside to try to find a gym while I was there. So that's another aspect we haven't talked about. One of my favorite things is Ooh, eating yes. outside. Love eating yeah. outside. Oh, fresco. I yeah, love, and yes. I admit that eating oh, I do too. better than eating outdoors. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing better than day drinking outdoors. <laughs> or a in a beer garden or New Orleans or a city oh, street. Oh, that's whatever. Yard. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Jim doesn't exactly. drink either. So. Care, but inside. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I Maybe if he drank, he'd like the outdoors uh, better. Yeah, I'd like to roll around in the shit in your backyard. Is that related? If I were drinking heavily, I see. Ooh. Um. That's foul. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> lovely. Peggy used her back. I mean, the other thing, you know, the other significance of Peggy's backyard is that it was the meeting place. Oh, yeah, we had COVID, a lot of. Right? It was like you did all your, yeah, a lot of your socializing out there. A yeah, lot of socially with the other couple visit. that had, um, they just got a puppy. So that was, we were outside yeah, all the time with their new puppy playing with our dogs. What, Jimmy? Beth, we have some friends, some mutual friends that have like a fire pit in their backyard, right? That they use. For yes, like and I, no, Am no, I you were up? correct. Our oh, listener, Laura, has a fire pit in her backyard. And <laughs> Laura yeah. listens. Hi, Laura. I'm so and, excited. I, didn't uh, I built a fire pit in the beginning of the plague time, so I have a fire pit in my backyard, too. So maybe I'll make Jim come over and sit outside. Oh, I cool. did not know that. You have yes. one, too. 
you have one too, huh? Exactly. In, in deference well, make sure to you COVID, schedule it I have well eaten outdoors at my favorite restaurant a few times. But they're now reopened for indoor dining, so that experiment is over. Um, <laughs> and New York City, That's over for you. New you York. So are you comfortable just to go in there? Le- this is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. New York has just announced they're reopening movie theaters, so that is great news. So. Oh, that's huge. Well, you're going to uh, – so, Jim, New York's opened restaurants no, 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 for a while. New York was uh, would, closed if you were there, would you go? About two weeks ago. They had closed them and then reopened. Restaurants. Two weeks ago. Two same weeks in ago, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland did the same thing. No, rest – I know, but, but but there was an article in the New York Times about oh, I how, I about about how uh, people, even though the restaurants are open, they're like, is I a question it. of I'm whether people will go. <laughs> I go. I go. So yeah, you're right, comfortable going to the restaurants inside. Jim's okay being a vector. So the I movie theater here the is at, get a load of this. The movie theater here is offering $250 for a private viewing for up to 20 people of a first That's run a movie. Deal. That's an easy. That's a sweet deal. They're doing that in Chicago. I love that idea. Exactly. I do too, and yeah. then you could oh, all spread that, out. They have that at the theaters. Yeah, you, you can do that around here. Uh, yeah, except that right yeah. now the movie oh. theaters in Maryland, yeah, they're doing or that at in least Chicago our part too. of Maryland, are not open. So, like yesterday, I went to Virginia and saw two movies. Really? So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you cross state <laughs> lines. Well, you took public Is that a violation of the Man Act? And you probably ate I don't know, but the fifteen-year-old with me might have created a problem. I don't know. So you, you yes, like I ate at a restaurant. I went to the library. Exchanged books and ate at a restaurant and then saw two movies. And all in and took public transportation. Holy. The contact it's a big day. tracer is going to have a field day and with that. And took public transportation. <laughs> no, I mean, I like I said, I get you took public transportation. That you did what? I get tested a lot, and I have also far knock would come up negative. So. Jim's a vector. Jim's a vector. So Let's be clear. You know, it's just the way. That's it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, tomorrow when Jim I was a complete factor. I Go went on, out Shelley. to dinner with my. Go ahead, Beth. <laughs> oh, tomorrow oh. I'm picking Jim up Shelley, from a doctor's go. appointment, and I will have him in the back seat with his mask on and a window open. Yeah, and bleeding. Yes, bleeding internally, but that's another story. Um, I went out knows. to dinner with my sister Saturday night in this really newish place, um, and it's a facil- outdoor facility with lots of places to eat and shops and things, and you would not be able to tell that we were in a pandemic. I mean, people wore masks, um, and the restaurants had the most of the seats six feet apart, but um, in terms of numbers of people, it was crazy. That's great. That's how the economy comes crazy. back when people start going out again. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I mean, I didn't stop me from, <sighs> from going to dinner, but it was just like, okay, this is nice. Be f- see things back. To well, as more people get vaccinated, that will become more common throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Per the Washington Post today, 44 point. Yeah. Yeah, but right now well, there aren't enough vaccines. Per the and Washington it could get Post worse today, really fast. 44.1. <laughs> One million people have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. But don't we have 330 so million? That's a, that's a positive vector. Yeah. Huh? 
three, 3.30, something in that area. Yeah. Yeah, it's about 12% of the population. But, you know, look, this is... But the, the, the current declines that we're having that are allowing places like New York and Chicago to begin to open indoor spaces, those declines mm-hmm. are because of the post-holiday kind of austerity okay. that we've right. been John, going through, that we've been John, doing. It I'm hasn't not been ex- because of the vaccine. And that's and I think that's a that's a misunderstanding a lot of people have because there's this all this right. sh- shtick about the vaccine. It's exciting, but not a lot of people have gotten it. And the pe- yeah. the old people yeah. who got it but aren't going helps. out John, partying to be and going fair, to restaurants. To be fair. So... Right. Everything I have read has indicated that most of the upsurge in infections is not traceable to when the restaurants, to the restaurants or things like that. It's traceable to private social gatherings. Uh, That's what they say. Even well, when they close the restaurants know. in New York again. How is it, how is it traceable to private Social gatherings? So, but how is it traceable to private social gatherings? Because when I go to my private social gathering, I don't have a contract tracer who's asking me where I've been. I understand. No, but if you were positive, but if somebody got Shelly, infected, you would report yeah, it, and then they would. And and the problem is, ask that all the social places yeah. I've been. Yeah, yeah, and see, here's the thing: is that when people go to those, they are less likely to wear masks. They are they are more likely to be crowded <laughs> together, so forth and so on. <laughs> I mean, the restaurants have <laughs> rules they enforce. Thank you. Something the, the, the theaters have rules they enforce. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, with all I can really speak to is what's going on with the schools <laughs> here because I um, am, live with somebody who works in the schools. And the high schoolers, they all went back after the holiday break full time for the first time since October. Within a week, 200 kids were out with contact tracing and they shut them back down and made them go virtual. And they traced it to things like these dumb ass parents who feel so sorry for their kids that they're not getting their typical senior year, hosted a party in their basement that would be like, the typical mm-hmm. dance that was happening at this time. So they had for a sure. reason to get all dressed for up sure. and sure. get their for hair sure. done. Exactly and my point. For yeah. Sure. So it yeah. is. That's correct. Yeah, it is. And that's what's causing all these, at least in the high school. Right. John right. has I something mean, to say, at Jim. At least around he has here. his hand up. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying at no, least Jim, go ahead. Here, Jim, go ahead. Go I want to go to a restaurant or you go to a movie theater, you go to some place like that. The people will say, you got to wear a mask. They won't let you just get up on people's grill and stand, like, right in their face unless it's somebody you're with. So, I mean, the problem is it's private social gatherings where there are no rules. There are no enforceable rules, certainly, that create a lot of this spread. So, so. So I, I'm I, I'm going to change my recommendation, but one of the I, I'm back to listening to the Daily Podcast from the New York Times, and there's an, one episode on kids and COVID from like last week that is so good, and it's just like the current state of everything on this, uh, and it is, and it's it's exactly what Peggy's saying. It's like I mean, it there are vectors, and it's happening, and it's and the schools are opening up, but it's increasing. It, it, it's it, uh, there's no question that like you know um, these. I mean, that's that why, first of all, that is why the, the, with the private priority parties. should be, that's another reason why the priority should be to open up 
in-person schooling for younger kids because a they're less likely to have a makeout party that creates a right, super right. spreader event and b they're right less Right. likely right. to benefit from online education. If a bunch of high school kids have to be educated online for a couple of years, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the it's end of the world. good for them. So the, 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 at least in online. Grand Rapids, in Grand Rapids, the uh, elementary schools have been in session full-time. They've never gone virtual since day one. And they're they fine. Nobody's problem. getting COVID. That would yeah. be great. Wow. Right. Exactly. No. In the beginning, high, the teachers were guy. the problem. And then the... Yeah. 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 The element... No, I mean, obviously... Well, I know middle. I know a middle school kid yeah. in, uh, in, in Milan who got it, yeah. brought it home to her I mean, mom. They, look, anything I mean, is I a risk. People. Anytime you go outside, there's a risk. <laughs> they are, they sure. are carrying there's it. There's always it. risk. <laughs> the question is, how do you weigh those risks against the larger number of risks? Full circle. But Jim, so for speaking personally for you, okay, who yeah. you you take pleasure in a variety of things, but one of the things that you take pleasure in is the taste of food. So you're willing to risk getting it and losing taste. Dude, I for go to restaurants where they're they're not crowded. There's not a lot of people in there. I get tested all the time. How do you get I tested all the time? One thing our county is I, doing well. In Montgomery County, you can get a free test every week. You can get a free test every day, basically. Yeah. If you want no to. way. I can, I've never been tested. I'm jealous. Yeah. Wait, anybody can get tested for free in the United States for free. It was in the CARES Act. I didn't, well, it no, it's free. free. Yeah. If you can get an free appointment, is one you don't get need a test. John, but County. getting the appointment is the other thing. Yeah, you don't thing. need an appointment. You can do walk-up Well, that's testing. true. That's oh. why Maryland's got their shit together. County. There's a list the county puts up. No a list way. Every week of places they're going to be every day. You can go. Most of them you can walk up without that's an appointment. That's sweet. Yeah. No, it's good. It's very good. It's one good thing that Montgomery County's in. In Lincoln Park in Chicago, an old car dealership has been converted yeah. to be a drive-through sure. on-demand testing center. They and, you're right, and you can you like drive into the building. You never get out of your place. car. You just drive if through and get tested me, in and out. Boom. I I think everybody in the country should get tested every day, and they should have been doing that a year ago or whenever they could have started. That's what the goal should be to have everybody in the country tested every day. If you did that, then you could effectively isolate the people carrying the disease, and you might not have five hundred thousand people dead. Right, but I'm also. <laughs> Shelly's batteries. Dying. It is my. I think that's no, about the funniest thing. For some reason, my Mac battery. Uh, we've had a lot of excuses for ending the episode. Shelly, don't you have electricity in your house? <laughs> the fact that Shelly's battery is dying. There's no, there's no like electric, electric source that you could plug. My Tesla. In. I can't get going. My I Tesla mean, won't go. Wait, so you get up to go get right your now? communication? You'll go get your communication from the yeah. UFC, but you won't go get your plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we're at the hour right. too much. Yeah, it's time to go. You're right. Shelly really is saying she's tired. <laughs> oh, well, it's okay. So this is oh, it's passive aggressive. Batteries, the battery's yeah. passive John aggressive. Made the recommendation. Not the first time Shelly's used that excuse. I'm betting. <laughs> when John made the recommendation, when he said he wanted to change his recommendation, I was wondering if he was trying to cue us up to wrap it up. So. Yes. I don't do that. I don't do that. John Stiles were to say weird. in the middle of the episode, let's not do recommendations. <laughs> um, but we're going to yes. do them, right, Beth? So, Jim, what <laughs> right, do you recommend? Right, I'm ready. 
Okay, since the last time we recorded, which was a little bit over two weeks ago, I have read and finished four books, and I'm going to quickly recommend all four of them. And I'm going to recommend all four. Everybody take a bathroom (laughs) break. Unconditional by Mark Galicchio. (laughs) Fine, I'll go back to talking about Jamie Tarsus instead. Unconditional Are you recommending by Mark all four? Which is a really interesting is he John actually recommending all? Like It talks about the debate oh. within the U.S. government about requiring okay. the Japanese to surrender in- unconditionally at the end of World War II. It's a book called What We Were Thinking by Carlos Lozado, who's the Pulitzer Prize winning book critic from the Washington Post, which is essentially of a survey of all the literature, the nonfiction literature of the Trump era. Very interesting. A book called The Less Dead by Denise Mina. That's a fiction. She is a Scottish writer. She specializes in mystery stories. This is a story of a woman, young woman, who goes to find out some information about her birth mother and ends up being embroiled in a 30-year-old murder mystery. And finally, and certainly not least, by by David Mitchell, the author of Cloud Atlas and some other great novels, a a novel that came out last year called Utopia Avenue. It's similar thematically to Daisy Jones and the Six in it that it it is about a fictional rock band, but this takes place during Swinging London of the 1960s, which is, I'm sure, if John had been there, would have been one of his favorite places ever to have existed. And it's a great book by a great author, and highly enjoyable, a great read. Those are my recommendations. David Mitchell. Who, who wrote that? David Utopia Mitchell, what was the name of it? Avenue. I've got them all. All right, I'm going to have Shelly go next in case the okay, battery nice. does die. Hmm, okay. good thinking. <laughs> <laughs> if the battery yes, dies, so we Shana, lose the recording. It it's bad. Yeah. So t- has... Jim, has The Rosie Project been, the book, The Rosie Project, been recommended? I don't think so. I think I recommended it. it. No, you did not, Peg. What are you trying to steal, Shelly's recommendation? Oh. No, I thought I did recommend it. But okay, go ahead. So do I. I trust Jim's memory on this one. (laughs) I I didn't hear you, Peggy. Go ahead. Recommend. Are you recommending it? Yes, I'm recommending it. She doesn't remember. And it's by Graham's. Simsion, S-I-M-S-I-O-N, and it's about a um, like socially awkward professor of genetics um, who's searching for a wife, um, and it's he's probably on Ooh, the genetics um, spectrum. Yep, you're right. Peg did recommend it a long time ago. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay, so then Nick it's like one of the first recommendations <laughs> Okay. No, so no, my I recommendation in. is Into the Water. <laughs> okay. Is that going with oh, that today's was John's theme? recommendation a long time. No, the into, into the, the Water, water is another I, To be fair, I think I think Rosie Project was recommended before Shelley was actually part of the podcast, which is probably why she doesn't recommend it. Go ahead. Into the Water. Okay. That's fair. What's Into, into the, water? the Water is another book that I recommend by Paula Hawkins. Into the Water is kind of a, it's fiction, it's a mystery, um, kind of a murder mystery. Um, Paula Hawkins, is she the one who did The Girl on the Train? Good. I liked it. She did The Girl on the Train, right, Paula Hawkins? Uh, Wait, Shelly, let me ask you a question. I'm I think so. Go not sure. I think you're right, Jim. 
I think so. Go ahead. I'll have to look. Well, my question is, is like for people who, and I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, but for people who like just like straight up traditional, like Agatha Christie level mystery mysteries, is this going to be like the, like that kind of mystery? Like, like, like straight up, or is there like so much else going on that like the mystery is a sub piece of it? and really could be about something. Like, it's not really a mystery. Um, if it's like the girl on the train, it's, it's sort of uh, gone girl territory. Sort of thing. Yeah, it is. And it, it's it a is modern the same mystery. author. I just looked it up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like psychological suspense type thing. Um, yeah. uh, I, I like it. Like Frankenstein. Um way it came together. <laughs> Interesting comparison. Cool. Twisty. All right. Into, Into the, the water. water. All right, Peggy. If you want an Agatha Christie one, that book I recommended right, last time, The Eighth Detective, is more in that area. So. I know, Peggy. Jim. That's why Here's I already recommended it to two people. Go ahead. Oh, mine's short Peggy. and sweet, and it you? would be to um, get a new computer. Peggy. Oh, no. Uh-oh. No, she's oh. Peg, <laughs> get a new computer. Get a new computer. Peg, text us oh. your recommendation. Get a new computer. Get a new computer. Get a new computer. God, maybe you know. I guess it's not. This is good to know because yeah. Peg's new com Peg has a new computer, and this is not just. It's it's also the internet. So, John, clearly, do you have a recommendation her, uh, beyond the daily? So it's been a long-standing. No, you know, I will just, I'll just, re I'll just ramp that up a little bit. I, for those of you who haven't been listening a long time, or uh, maybe the, those of you who have, I recommended the daily, and then I unrecommended it because I thought it was a little too like obvious. Like anybody who reads the news knows this stuff because they cover things that are like very middle, you know, like main things. Like this week, last week, it was, um, you know, the Texas energy crisis and or the Texas energy problem and, and the the impeachment. Very main news article type things. And then I started listening to it two weeks ago. I just put it on once because it came up in my, in Apple's like artificially intelligent, tell me what's good to listen to feed. And I suddenly listened to it and I was like, God, this is so well put together. And it's just like, I guess it's kind of like the New York Times is for everything. It's kind of like, it's the official record of what happened. And uh, it's, it's just really good. So if you, I mean, I don't know, man. If you're listening to one podcast and want for news, it you it's hard to beat. <laughs> it's hard to beat. They do one thing per day, and it's great. So I'm kind of back into so it. Peggy Tech put it, Peggy put her recommendation in the chat. Get a new computer. Is recommendation. <laughs> so my recommendation oh, yeah. is I'm back. So who? This is Beth. Oh, you're back. Did you go, go ahead, Beth? My recommendation. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Peggy disappeared, and then she came back and said, I'm <laughs> back. And I'm like, where were I don't you? Hear her. I don't either. I don't <laughs> think she's back. Oh, well, now she's I not think here. you're hallucinating. Oh, okay. So my recommendation is a book called Carnegie's Go Maid ahead, by Marie Benedict. And it's fiction, but it's, the story is an uh, Irish uh, girl who comes over right around the potato famine time. It takes place during the Civil War. Um, she ends up as a lady's maid in the Carnegie household in Pittsburgh. And it's remarkable. I'm learning a ton about Irish history. I'm learning about the empire building of the 
Carnegie's and the situation for immigrants in the U.S. during that time and the Civil War. It's just, and it's a quick read. I mean, I'm just plowing through and it's really a remarkable book. So I highly recommend it. Uh, Carnegie's Maid. Say again the author and the, the title. the author is Marie Benedict. Thank you. That's great. Well, that's great. That's all the time we have for today, everybody. And we are, as always, thrilled that you're here. If um, you know, if you're seeing this, if you're if you're seeing this on video, you're, that's impressive because I don't think we're going to get it together to get it out on video. But but if 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 we are, it's really something to watch. Um, and if you're, you're seeing and it if, on video, uh, if, you're doing thing, the impossible. A, basically, a new thing to. <laughs> but if you're listening to us on audio, which is what we hope you are, because that's what most of most people listen to, the way most people listen, please give us a rating. Uh, it helps us. If you haven't done that, that's uh, you know subscribe obviously and give us a rating. Um, and uh, more importantly, tell somebody else uh, if you like what you're hearing, or just tell us we're idiots uh, and you know tell us what you need us to change or do, and we'll pretty much do whatever you want. Um, and because we're we're pretty we're a pretty flexible group except for Jim. <laughs> um, so, uh, in, uh, and in the meantime, uh, have a great, have a great week and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. You need the text, John. You're not, you yes. should I stop it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I, it was you great. Said the I, I don't know. I, I, you the I, like, oh, I actually uh, like your text, Jim. No, like I liked it. John, it was right. good. It's oh, more natural. Well, natural is important, but I can do Jim's. So you recorded the video naturally as well, so it's not a big deal. <laughs>